There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Welcome to another summer edition of The Chaser Report. Looking back on some of the old TV days, Charles Firth here. I'm Dom Knight and Andrew Hansen is with us once again and... Andrew, I think we've got to delve into the world of sketches. Yeah. Oh. At this point, because that was such a big part of what you did for the TV shows in particular. Well, especially because it was a sketch show. So we had to write some you sketches did. for it. Yeah. I've, I often find that with the, with the genre. <laughs> I often find a lot of crime writers, I'm told, have to write crimes into their shows too. So. <laughs> well, I mean, people, I guess the stunts got most of the headlines, but probably the main bulk of the show was sketches in many ways. And yeah, I think most of it was, and I think most of the most of the funniest ideas were in our probably in our sketches. More, I mean, I suppose that yeah, the, the pranks got a bit of a talking point because it was new and different, you know. But um, but yeah, I always I always enjoyed doing the sketches because you had a lot more control over the way it turned out, and you could shape it, and you could you, you could make it work properly, you know. Also, you can act, which was a rare novelty in the in the group. Oh, you're very kind. You're very kind. That, that, that's a, it's an, an overstatement, but very nice of you. Well, look, uh, now, one of my favourite sketches. Can I nominate one? Please. Mm. That's one of my favourite Chaser TV sketches, which was one written by Chris Taylor. Not an unusual thing. Every time I come on, I'm presenting Chris Taylor's things. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them. I'm a big fan of his... He's wonderful, big, yeah. I'm a big fan of his bits, right? We, it was from an election, one of the election shows, I think. You know, We were covering the elections, and uh, mm. we, all of us found one of the funniest things about election campaigns are those fast voiceover guys yeah. at the at the ends of campaign ads those fast guys who say written and authorized by T Rickman Canberra you know something like that or you know uh, well what do they say something like written and authorized the liberal party Canberra yeah, and there was the Brian Loftnine, Liverpool Party Gabra, and all, all those. Oh, ones. yes, yes, always there, Brian, yeah. And Brian, every Chaser election Gabra. sketch ever done to this day has a very fast voiceover joke. I can't believe we can still think of new angles on it. Oh, we did, yeah. We, we used to end our own sketches with very fast voiceovers, yeah, mm. and they'd, they'd, they'd say, yeah, they'd finish the ad, yeah, by saying, you know, written or authorised by T. Rickman, Canberra, I'm speaking this quickly because I'm a very, very fast talker, I'm a very nervous person, or, or whatever it was. Mm. It started out, I think they'd just make observations about why they spoke so quickly, wasn't yeah. it? Like, you know, I'm speaking this quickly because I've got to catch a taxi in five minutes, or, or something like that. And, <laughs> and we'd come up with all these reasons why they had to speak so fast. And it's just a funny idea. Again, and and like the crazy warehouse guy, of course. You know, it's a it's funny to think. What if that guy just speaks like that all the time, and that's the only voice he has? He comes home, you know, good you know, to his wife, you know, and children. Good morning, daddy's home. What's what's for dinner tonight? You know, and <laughs> we we never took him out. We probably should have. We probably should have had a fast yes, talking voice. That's actually a good point. Go it would have been again. very hard to do stunt, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. yeah, and going into public places and just yeah. going to shops and ask for things really, really fast. <laughs> it would have been great. It's Why hard didn't we to do, do that? It's really hard to do. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't do that. 
I don't know why we didn't do I, that. I we feel like we otherwise did every possible iteration of our stock characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one that got missed. Yeah, we never did the fast voiceover guy. It's such a pity. Damn it. Well, look, maybe look if they ever commission another TV show of, of pranks from us, which is highly unlikely, then uh, maybe we can do that. Yeah, but, it, but anyway, Chris finally did bring two of these guys to life in a sketch where um, you know Craig. Craig Rucastle played the the anchor of our election show, and he interviewed these two very fast talking voiceover artists. <laughs> and uh, oh, look, it's just one of my favourite sketches. I find it a very funny sketch. I think it's very well written. It's got a great structure. I'm not going to talk it up too much because you won't enjoy it. Um, just see what you think. And so, as super fast voiceovers emerge as one of the key battlegrounds of the election, we're joined now to discuss the issue by Labor's very fast voiceover artist, John McConnell in Melbourne. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And in Canberra, the Liberal quick man, Ted Rickman. I prefer it if you call me Ted Rickman, Canberra. Uh, John McConnell, if I could start with you, Labor's been accused this campaign of simply copying the very fast reading style of the Liberal Party. Is there any truth in that? That's a pathetic and scurrilous lie, and you know it. Labor's reads are up to 10% faster than Liberals, and if elected, we promise to make them even faster. Ted Rickman, your response. I've been speaking this fast since I first learned to talk. My first words were mummy and Papa and I can say them both in under 0.02 seconds. Ted, you and I both. Sorry, no, to just let me finish. Ted, you and I both know very no, well. Just, just finish what I'm saying. Ted Rickman, very quickly, because I want to move on to font size. Thank you, Craig. I'll be as quick as I can. Reduce them very quick. I think the working families in Australia know that when it comes to talking quickly, it was me who wrote the book. In fact, the book's also available as a talking book, available in three different speeds, fast, very fast, and chipmunk. Gentlemen, we'll have to leave it there. I'm afraid we're out of time. We should have spoken more quickly so we could fit more in. Ted Rickman, a final comment? Ted Rickman, Canberra. <laughs> it's so simple. Very it's so simple. simple. It's, simple. it's got a lot of, a lot of laughs in it. My favourite line is Chris's. Chris's. <laughs> we should have spoken. We should have spoken more <laughs> quickly so we could fit more in. <laughs> yeah, admonishing the anchor mm. of the show <laughs> for speaking too slowly. Yeah, it's a very funny idea. Uh, the, the voice that Craig puts on to be a news anchor is also very funny. That's to me. funny in itself, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? And it's you can also you can hear Craig trying his hardest not to speak quickly. <laughs> yes, because he was clearly tempted to to match the same the same speed as the other two. Um, but and it's got no the other thing I love about that though is it, it doesn't really have any satire in it, which was nice for those election shows. Um, mm. To have a, to have like a totally satire-free sketch that's just funny about a, a funny idea. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't your first love, was it? The sort of meaty, meaty political satire. Oh, meaty political satire. Well, no, I, I don't mind satire if it's mm. also funny as well. But um, you know, it often isn't, isn't it? It's like I saw, I saw. Um, what was it? <laughs> Paul McDermott was on Twitter the other day, uh, complaining that he he was he was going on uh, some TV show and they billed him as a satirist. Oh, and he he didn't like it at all. He was he, he was no, he, he, would, on Twitter he would have hated that. Yeah, he's a satirist. Yes. He said something like, "A satirist is 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 what you get when you hire a comedian and you don't want comedy." <laughs> something like that. It's very funny, and I've always done the same. I've I've, I've hate people calling me a satirist because I always think that that sounds really depressing. If it's funny as well, that's fine. It's amazing we managed to do so many election shows were there five five elections yes I know elections? how did we well I suppose yeah, every election's new I suppose there was something but different I, happening every time I suppose I mean Mark Latham that was an, a series in its, in its own you know yeah 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 well, yes and they, they rolled around so frequently didn't they um, but about that you know when we had to change we had to have a new idea for the very last one and and so the the, the new idea was that it had a very large desk it was kind of the it was the last idea. It was the only thing we hadn't done yet. I think <laughs> it was just that it, it had an enormous number of presenters, so many that the all talking desk. down the barrel, just just yeah. like a real election broadcast sort of. <laughs> except except not, not at all like a real election broadcast. <laughs> no, it was very weirdly done.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. I want to nominate another favourite sketch, though. Mm. Which was, which is not, which which is maybe satirical in a way, and this was more about back in the days of television, you know, like before streaming. Mm. Pe- people knew there was a common language about the kinds of shows that everybody knew because you 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 were given, you were handed the shows to watch by the network, and yeah, and there we weren't a lot of options. Yeah, yeah, we all watched the same shows, right? And so, and everybody knew, are you being served? Oh, this, absolutely, this British sitcom. In, because it was played endlessly in Australia, and I think, like, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, f- I have a feeling that that show was played on at least three different networks in Australia. Quite possibly, but that, if I remember, they even did an Australian version. Oh, where I, I think, think they just, might have, yeah. just one of the, Mr. Humphreys, whoever that no, character. No, they did. No, Someone I think they did. Are you being? Yeah. Are you being served down under? Can you imagine? Oh well. Anyway, the the show was set. If you don't yes. know, are you being served? It was a British sitcom set in a department store. Kind of like, you know, Meyer or David Jones or whatever, but it was called Grace Brothers. We used to have a Grace Brothers in Australia. Mm. And uh, and a lot of the comedy was, was double entendre. So, that, so the, the show was full of, you know, these sort of double meaning, slightly rude, slightly rude jokes. And particularly one character, Mrs. Slocum, who I, <laughs> I sort of feel like she's the, the main character. And she'd always come in and talk about her pussy. And, you know, she meant, she meant her cat. And the joke, but the... <laughs> No, no, I I actually found the show quite funny. I quite liked those those heavy handed double entendres. And she'd come in and say something like, you know, Oh, it was so cold last night, my pussy nearly froze. Um, you know, and, and she, she'd talk about a pussy at great length. In every and episode, it, right? Like in every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they'd come up with part. slight variations on what um, things could happen to her cat slash genitalia that or made sense in both, uh, in both contexts. Oh yes, her pussy would would go through all sorts of um, traumas. Yes, mm. and um, so anyway, I, I I sort of had this idea that it might be funny if instead of a instead of a double entendre where the rudeness is hidden, what if there was a sitcom <laughs> that was just a single entendre sitcom <laughs> set in a department store? So there was no there was no attempt to even hide the the rudeness. <laughs> Of what everyone was saying, they'd just come in and say something really rude, and and we we, had, we I think we made five of these of these sketches, and we called the show "Are You Being Shagged," because that would be the obvious title, um, and and so we we sort of referenced all some of the characters from "Are You Being Served," you know, the, I think Chris played the sort of older guy who owned the owned the store. Rebecca De Unamuno played the. The Mrs. Slocum-like character. I played this chortling, sort of cheeky guy they had, and Craig played the uh, Mr. Humphreys character, who was incredibly yes. camp. And you know, this was back in the days where it was a very wrong 
the time back then. It was sort of, you know, a lot of the humour was just the fact that this character was gay. Well, we didn't even know about gays, really, back then. We didn't know, no. Who no, was, you no. know, this character was behaved in an unusual way. And yeah. we used to wonder what, why. Yeah, I remember Tim Brooke Taylor's character on The Goodies just completely going over my head in terms of what it all, what it all meant. Like, the same sort of character. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, he was nowhere near as overt, I suppose. I oh, know, Mr. Humphreys was a... Mr. Humphreys. So, look, now, I, I must say, I don't even know what, what which of the five sketches Lachlan, our producer, has even chosen. I, hopefully it makes sense when, when you listen to the audio. Should we try? Should we try it and see if it makes sense? <laughs> Here it is. This is how you being shaked. Mr. Richards, are you free? Yes, I'm free. For a shag. <laughs> It's only one meaning and one level laughs on Are You Being Shagged? Sorry I'm late, everyone. I was up all night stroking my pussy. You may masturbate. Spot on. Flicking myself off. No innuendo, just plain old obscenity. Oh, mind if I have a mouthful of your nuts? Sure. I don't mind if you suck my testes. <laughs> Mr Richards, I gather you're well stocked in the trouser department? Oh, yes. I do have an enormous penis. <laughs> Are you being shagged? Blatant, bawdy and British, 10.15 Friday on ABC. Cool, it's a cold morning out there. Your cheeks are quite rosy, Mr Richards. Really? That, that last joke doesn't quite work on audio, but that was a shot of Craig with his ass out and, and having a red ass. Always. So, always with the stunt ass, Craig. It's, so it's a fine pair of buttocks. I remember that sketch or those series of sketches as being Craig's... Craig's finest acting moment. Yeah, he was brilliant. That Craig he was, was brilliant. really, really... Craig did a very, very good Mr. Humphreys, actually. But just hearing that then, it, he he didn't sound very... He was still Craig. Let's just manage our expectations. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> he may the visual. I think you have to see him, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually Craig's finest performance, and we, you can't possibly play audio for this, is, is Mr. Trololo. Um, oh, amazing, amazing. Which, well, he was a dead ringer. This, this, that, this that weird viral, viral video from Ukraine or somewhere. And yes, just Craig somehow managed to do a perfect parody of that. That was very well done. But um, just to clarify the earlier point, there was an Australian version of Are You Being Served? It aired on oh, Network wow. 10. And um, it was exactly the same. Uh, Mr. Humphreys came over to be in it. And the notion was that he'd been sent to the down under branch of the same store. Oh. But all the other characters were the same, but like with with new names and new actors. Oh, how interesting! There was a new. I mean, how how pathetic is that? How interesting! Like a different Mrs. Something talking about her pussy, presumably. Well, I I, I quite like that idea. I, I'm gonna I want to look that up. I want to. I, I I'm dying to see that. I'm hoping it's on YouTube. They made sixteen. It episodes. is on YouTube. Yes, sixteen episodes. Yep. Six. That's huge. There's yeah. no. There's no show successful enough these days that lasts sixteen episodes on Australian television. And it, it came out in 1980. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, and the, it was it was um it wasn't Grace Brothers. It was Bone Brothers. So they, imagine the fun they had with that double on top. Oh, Bone Brothers. Yes, great, great. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, but I know in our version it should have just been called you know um, Penis Brothers. I suppose. Well, well, the thing was, my recollection of that sketch was that it wasn't like you'd use a word with a double entendre and then clarify that you meant the. I thought they just went to the to the obscene version, but no, it makes more sense the way that we did it. But did we, yeah, did we air so. all five say, of yeah. those? Because one of the one of the great kind of traditions of the Chaser is that whenever we make multiple episodes of a sketch series to save money on sets, 
we only use one or two. Do you remember Starship Preposterous? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Starship Preposterous. It's a expensive parody of Star <laughs> it was, Trek. That, yes, it was the most expensive thing we ever did, this parody of a, yeah, parody of a sci-fi <laughs> show. And we only just sh- not very good. We aired one of them. Well, yeah. they didn't work. You know, we it was terrible. And I went, oh, dear, that didn't work. We really. loved the idea and it just, mm. it just did not work. Oh. Yeah, totally my fault. Can I ask about stories from Oz, though? Because we have to mention at some point during these podcasts the adventures mm. of um, Detective Inspector uh, Clive Pugh and then you yeah. have a, another pol- moustache-owed police officer. And I've seen them on stage at the same time. Did either of yeah. you dress up as a cop in this new series? Because that's, I think, my favourite Chris character of all. I know, I adore Chris's police officer. Yeah, I know. Well, I sort of, I, I dressed up as one when we needed a second one for a sketch about mm. um, equal, what was it called? Same-sex marriage. When, when that came in in Australia, um, we had the two police officers singing. Um, right, I mean, yeah, but he taught, you know, Chris does a good line in, you know, talking like a, in, uh, like a, a officer of the law or laws. And uh, that's one of the characters. You've always <laughs> got to have work singular a, and plural. Work yeah. a police officer into stories from Oz, unfortunately. But there, but he does play. Chris does play an army sergeant, and oh, it's yeah. very funny because the, the, the least fit-looking army sergeant you've ever seen. Like, how did how did you get through the physical training? Um, if you look at Chris, you know, puffing and panting, running along <laughs> this army track. It's very funny, very funny to watch. <clears throat> yeah. He's the only military type. The, the rest, it's actually an ensemble cast of seven, though. It's, it's mm. not as if Stories from Oz just stars Chris and me. It no, no, very sense. wise to do that. Well, exactly, yeah. No, no, no. We, we, we needed people who, who could really sing and dance brilliantly. And mm. uh, so there's all these, you know, these brilliant young performers like Amy La Palma and Sammy Afuni and Phoenix Jackson Mendoza who are in it. Oh. And Fiona Choi, who's very, very funny. You've probably seen Fiona Choi in a few TV yes. shows. Yes, yeah, I think on stage too. And uh, Yeah, and on stage, yes. And, well, there you um, go. Stories from Oz is coming out later this year, and we're looking forward to finding out exactly when. I'm sure the Chaser Social will tell oh, you. Look, I'm bloody. I'm looking forward to finding out when. They don't tell you these things when you produce a show. That the, the network, you, you know, there's a lot of mysteries. It, it's weird how many things I'm not allowed to know about, even though I've got this um, big fancy credit on the show. But it's mm. <laughs> all these documents, and that you get. I, and I, I'd say something like, "Oh, well, you know, if anything goes wrong or whatever, say, oh, well, can I read that?" That letter, and they say something like, "Ah, uh, no, no, that's that's privileged." <laughs> and things go, and you go, "But hang on, it's, but I'm in, I'm the head writer, and my whole career depends on the show going well. Aren't I privileged enough to?" And they say, "No, no." It's a mysterious business. Far be it from me to suggest that a recent experiences with them as the team might have. <laughs> Involved, might have produced that. Yeah, result. it's understandable. It's understandable, <laughs> and I'm probably better off not reading any documents because I wouldn't understand them anyway. So, Andrew, it's fine. been it's been a delight looking back on some of the sketches from over the it's years. Been a, it's been a delight. I want to do this again. Maybe maybe we can do this again with Chazzy. Yes, we want to talk about your um, ongoing battle against today tonight, which was definitely one of the highlights of the of the war years. Yeah, and a, and a battle that we that we won. You I did think, uh, because it, now it only exists in Adelaide. I think. Yes, exactly. But also you won it in, uh, with your ground game when you actually got trapped in their studios. We'll talk about that uh, in a future episode. Our gears and road microphones are part of the ACAST Creator Network and look for another one of these in your feed very soon. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.